Welcome listeners. This is Juliette with Broken Girl Unchained and I'm sitting here with my co-host Mikel. Welcome listeners. Thanks for tuning in. So I have a special episode that I've been saving for my uh, second episode and it's a very very touchy one and dear to my heart. It's we actually named it Matilda's Project. We did. This is technically podcast 1A I guess 1B 2A However you want to look at it. Okay, sure. If Matilda's Project is podcast two, then this has to be somewhere in the middle. This is podcast 1.5 for Broken Girl Unchained. If you don't like it, fuck off. Fuck off. I like that. Right? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we've had a couple cocktails. Right? Cheers on that. (laughs) A little whiskey goes a long way. Right? I think you turned the mic on us. That's okay. Oh. I think our glasses clink the mic. We'll, we'll edit that out. We're getting a little sloppy. Or we might not edit that out, but who really gives a shit? Fuck as it. As long as you guys are listening, fuck, who cares? It's free. Fuck off. Right? What else <laughs> What else can you do that's free? I, mean, I can think of a few things to do that are free that, that, that would be quite enjoyable, but may break some laws, especially in Alabama. Like if you're not related, if you're not cousins or something like Where that. Where are we going with this? Yeah, I guess that got way the fuck off track. <laughs> That's okay. So tell us, Matilda's Project. Okay, it's, I know we're kind of fucking around, but this is a heavy, heavy, heavy duty fucking story. I mean, this is no joke. For sure. Um, you know, I was saving this project and I wanted it to be my number one episode because it touches home for me. Um, not that I've ever lost a child, thank God. And um, my son, however, he lost his six-year-old brother to cancer and my best friend lost her 12-year-old daughter in a terrible car accident and i've had a really good friend of mine that lost a, a young child as well right so I, I think we anybody who's a parent and we're all we're both parents mm-hmm. and i'm sure a lot of people out there listening are parents you guys can relate right the the worst tragedy imaginable is is losing losing that child i can't even imagine and that's pretty much what's what that interview is about right yeah so give us a little backstory uh, without giving away too much because we are going to have, it's going to be a very long interview. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little backstory. Okay. So, um, I mean, while, while we were <laughs> creating um, Broken Girls podcast, I was looking into different types of interviews, what kind of, you know, material I wanted to give you guys. So I ran across her story on the news and I'm sure you guys have heard of it. If not, I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. Um, and we'll add some, maybe some links. I don't know if she's okay with that, but maybe some links to uh, some of the news stories about it. Yeah. And I'm sure she will be. She is super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. With that being said, um, I ran across her story and then all of a sudden her, um, I guess a girl was following me on Broken Girls um, Instagram and I started following her and I reached out to her asking if she was willing to, you know, be a part of um, Broken Girls first episode podcast podcast. Yeah. Episode. And she was more than happy to. So I had the pleasure like it's more pleasure is a fucking understatement. 
for her to come on the show mm-hmm. and do the interview with us and um, share her story. And, and trust me, when you guys hear this story, it it's it's just so real. Yeah. Yeah. It's surreal and so real. It's like you yeah. can actually feel it. You can. It, it It's almost tangible. Well, and, and I think one of the things that was so impressive was how how composed she was during during the interview. And, you know, I love the fact that she told me, don't be afraid to ask me any questions because I was kind of like touch and go. I wasn't too sure what my boundaries were. I wasn't too sure what kind of questions to ask her. I didn't know if she was going to fall apart. I mean, I know I would. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I was waiting for that that moment to happen. And, and yeah, there was a couple times mm-hmm. where, where things, you know, you could see the emotion coming through. But I, I was really impressed with her um, her composure through through the whole process. Absolutely. Her composure, her strength, her... I, she, I admire her. Now, you were familiar with that story before it... I seen her on Instagram before. Yeah. Before you got in contact with her. Right. I actually heard it on the news. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I that's so that's so heartbreaking. I mean, I have four children and, you know, I I was dealing with my best friend and her grief with uh, the loss of her daughter. And then, um, of course, I was dealing with my grief with the loss of my family because of the divorce and stuff like that. And when I reached out to her, um, I kind of drew those two parallels. Well, you know, like grief is still grief. So um, <clears throat> grief is still grief. I mean, no matter if you lose someone in death or if you lose someone just in life. I mean, if it's still grief. So when I, um, loss is tough. Yes. Loss, loss in any form is, is, can be devastating, but I think there's a distinction between, um, losing a spouse through divorce, through that sort of stuff versus losing a child who was innocent. I mean, the girl was five years old. Five years old, yeah. And she was autistic. And I mean, what these parents went through, just the pain that you see in the media and the pain that she expressed, I mean, it is so profound that you feel that pain. You feel that empathy. Right. And and I I think that's, again, something that... um, that people will identify with. Mm-hmm. So what did you kind of hope would come of the interview when you were doing it? A lot of things. I mean, okay, so when I first started Broken Girl and, you know, when I I mentioned this in, in my intro, it's strong women that empower me. It's strong women that have been through some shit and they have overcome it. And that is the most profound, found pain and that pain is so rich that you can't even put into words and for anyone to live that pain every single day and have to wake up with their child without their child that is one fucking strong woman yeah and that's i think that's a really good transition to my next question that i have for you is we've talked about it a little bit she she's a badass 
fucking badass. No, I mean, that's an understatement. No bullshit. She's a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, just meeting her for the first time and 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 talking to her. I got chills right now. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, your impressions of of meeting with Marissa, the interview, her coming and, and doing all that. Okay, so first, um, we set up a time. She came to my home. I interviewed her. Well, I didn't really interview her. I got to know her in my backyard. And um, she was so composed and so chill. And I was making her nervous because I was nervous. She didn't even come in to to that situation nervous. She was just like, yeah, you know, I'm ready to do this, you know. She definitely seemed like she was ready. Mm-hmm. She wanted to have a voice. Absolutely. And I know she talked a little bit about being nervous, wondering if this was the right platform, If, but at the same time being excited to to be able to tell her story, tell her story. Yeah. I mean that there's so many details of that story that I never knew that even, I mean, was kept kept away from the media. So here's the basic story that I knew when it first happened. Basically, I just seen the media reporting a five-year-old lost in the Stanislaus County River. And this was in March. March of this year. So it wasn't that long ago. And, and keep that in mind for those of you who, who listened to her interview. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this interview was done at the end of June. Mm-hmm. And this all happened mid-March sometime. Right. And the initial interview was supposed to be held with my best friend and her so they can kind of bounce off of one another and, um, you know, get some type of healing from it, you know, because I think two mothers getting together can kind of... It's a it, shared experience. It's a shared experience. Thank you. That's Those were the words that I was looking for. And I think that's one of the things you hear a lot is that people often say, well, who am I going to identify with? Right. Because right. we want to we empathize with someone, but you can't really, if you've never walked down that road, you can offer them sympathy, but... Right. But good luck understanding where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, um, unfortunately, my my best friend wasn't able to make it. She couldn't get off of work, so I was solo on this. And um, solo, really? so well, okay, really, okay. I had my co-host flying come, with me, come on, <laughs> <laughs> like Top Gun. <laughs> I'm Goose. You're Maverick. <laughs> oh, sweet. So I'm driving, or flying, or whatever. You're flying. <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is, is that this interview is so deep and the message that I think I wanted to get out to people as well as what Marissa wanted to get out um, to people was don't judge people through fucking social media. If you have never gone through this type of pain, you have no idea how you're going to handle it and how she handles it hats off to her and i think that has to do with how anybody deals with grief how you handle grief isn't how i handle grief right how you handle loss isn't how i handle loss right and i think social media gives people a platform of being judgmental as fuck as fuck 
And some of you know who the fuck I'm talking about right Right? now. And I'm not even trying to pull any punches. But they're still watching. (laughs) Right. But it, it, you know, sure, we put put it on display. Mm -hmm. You willfully choose to put it out there. Right. But at the same time, it can be a really healthy outlet for people. And to, I remember one of the pieces of the interview was she was talking about how people weren't they were commenting that she wasn't grieving the way they thought she should. Right. And I think that was one of the things that it broke my heart because no one has the fucking right to judge anyone for the way they grieve, especially if they lose a fucking child. I mean, think about this. She has to wake up every single day without her child. And I can't even imagine I, I would never judge anyone if she dove into working out, if she even fucking self-medicated, if she even whatever the case may be, I would never, ever, ever judge anyone for grieving over their child. Yeah, I could only imagine I'd probably be at the bottom of a bottle or or had eaten the nine millimeter at this point. I time, mean, right? I, I, I went to through just a fucking divorce and. Yeah, I was self-medicating, you know, at some point. And her story was almost even more heartbreaking in person. Mm-hmm. So what about some of the perceptions about, you know, how the media covered it versus the reality of the situation? You know, the media was, of course, they're there to capture the story. Um, and they're fucking vultures, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And she was a fucking tiger i mean she went after them like you're fucking here for a story well you should be out here looking for my fucking daughter you know and i loved her passion the way she talked about it i i mean even though it was heartbreaking it was fucking inspiring yeah i i agree it it was a complete juxtaposition of a tragic story Mm -hmm. versus something that It has that inspirational piece to it, which you'd think, I remember when you first told me that she was coming for the interview, I was thinking to myself, wow, that's, that's going to be heavy. Yeah, it's too soon. I know my best friend, she was just like, oh my God, it's only been a few months. It took me three years to actually realize that she was gone, that it was real. And she was at peace but not at peace at the same time i mean i think that's a good way to put it i mean to be on i'm i'm an empath too so it's like i feel everything and i just feel like she's still broken about it but she's at peace because she knows that matilda is at peace she was found and and not to give away too many details yes, sorry but um, and then that's not an important, not, not that it's not an important detail, but that's not a, a piece of the puzzle necessarily. But- There's so many twists and turns and so many like jaw dropping, like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, like I could not believe what I was hearing. And, and it was even tough to even try to interject. And, you know, you and I are going back and forth and we're having this conversation, but it was, I found myself, I think I said, 15 words in the whole interview. No, you were like, your jaw was to the floor. I was I was definitely dumbfounded just by by the story and the situation. And then and then her, 
her handling it as well. And, and that brings up a, another question. How do you feel about putting her, her story out there? I think I'm giving her her wings. I mean, I'm giving her her voice and they're in her own fucking words. No one's manipulating it. There is no gray area. There is no he said, she said, or going through a third party. These are through her words. It's through her pain. And there's something so rich and about that pain that you can feel it like in your soul. Like you can feel it piercing through every layer of your body almost. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't di- I couldn't agree more. I caught myself even getting like I was trying not to cry in front of her because I didn't want to trigger her. And that was my biggest thing. I did not want to trigger her. Yeah, she was she was really impressive. And I, and I think you guys will be impressed too. So super strong. Let's we're going to kind of this is a short podcast and we're going to wrap this one up mm-hmm. a little bit. But this is just to kind of give you guys a teaser. What's coming? We're still working on getting everything edited and put together. Right, it's a lot of audio. It, it's it's a lot to sift through. I mean, we interviewed her for four and was, a half hours. Yeah, she was around for a very long time. She didn't so. want to leave. <laughs> well, she was. I mean, not that she didn't want to leave. I mean, and that we were kicking her out or anything like that. We just bonded, and we connected. And I have to tell. I have to tell you guys. This woman is unbelievably fucking strong. Like, I felt her power. Yeah. It was almost like that. Like, I felt... I I wanted to be around her all the fucking time. And I think she alluded to something like that as well in the interview, talking about how people have have told her that Mm -hmm. her her energy is... uh, is Gravitating. Yeah. 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 So... As we wrap this up, what do you kind of hope comes out of people hearing her story? I think I'm hoping that people will have a little bit more compassion for anyone that is going through any type of pain. I mean, whether it's a loss or divorce or a breakup, I mean, never judge anyone's pain because it's not your own, you know, and I experienced that a lot when I was going through my divorce. People were like, oh, well, you're just going through a divorce. It's like, no, bitch. <laughs> yeah, people downplay. A they, lot. They'll downplay any amount of grief that they're not feeling. Right. And and that's one of that's that's one of the, the big issues that, and that's something you've written about too, mm-hmm. is that everybody wants to tell you, oh, it's it's not a big deal or you're overreacting or, or, drama. You, or you're dramatic or you're not right. reacting the way we expect you to right. or any of that other bullshit. And one of the things that really stood out was just, I couldn't believe that some people had the fucking balls to sit there and tell her she wasn't grieving the way they wanted her to. And I know we've talked about this Yeah, already, I just love, actually, I actually admired the way she was grieving. Instead of curling up in a ball as I would or you would or some, you know, whatever, she dove into family, friends, working out. You know what I mean? She dove into what sets her on fire because i mean there's just no other way of living after that i mean if you think about it exactly exactly what are you gonna do i mean it was almost like people were it it was the rubbernecking type of thing Mm -hmm. like 
we're waiting for to watch you self-destruct. Yeah, because... we're waiting for you to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're waiting for this to happen because then it's justified. Right. Then our, our following this story, our spending, you know, what we consider to be our our time, our effort, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. we have invested in that. And and what's funny to me is like before she came on, I was on her Instagram page and she was celebrating her birthday. And, you know, she got so much shade thrown on her for just enjoying her birthday. It's like, are you serious, people? Are you fucking serious? Whether what type of what body part she was showing, who fucking cares? Let it all hang out, girlfriend, as long as you're fucking happy and you can get through that day. I agree. I agree. Whatever makes it uh, palatable, I guess. I mean, mean, just tolerable. I'm sure that that she you know, gets up in the morning and, and that's, well, that's, that's one the of first the things, thing on yeah. her mind. Well, and... that's one of the things that she said that she was just like, you know, my day was, or my life was all about Matilda and her being autistic. It was kind of, a, it was a challenge, you know? And so all of a sudden, boom, gone. What do you do? Yeah. Her, her whole life was uh, empty. like anybody's would be. It would be empty. So, I mean, for her to pick up and move on with her life was astonishing. And not only that, being that short amount of time, and and she's far from being healed. I don't think she will ever be healed from this. That's not something you 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 come back from. from. It's something I think that you find some sort of acceptance with, but it's not something you're going to ever, that's something you're going to carry with you until, until your time's up. Right. So tune in, get your tissues ready, and definitely buckle up because this show is going to make you fucking cry. It's going to inspire you and it's going to make you hug your babies just a little bit fucking tighter. And it, it's it's gonna it might even piss you off a little bit when it's you okay. see. I know hearing the treatment that she had, yeah, especially by people who were there helping and helpings in air quotes, there. air quotes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's it was a really uh, a profound experience, right? And I think you'll find the interview equally as as profound right and to those of you that have ever put her down shame on fucking you shame on you i want to ride over there and slap each and every right bitch slap you slap your mamas even (laughs) (laughs) so with that being said make sure you tune in thanks for listening again this is broken girl unchained you know i lost my daughter in march um, she drowned in the Stanislaus River at Knights Ferry. Um, the only thing I could really say is it was just like a big shock. Like it didn't feel real. Yeah. It felt like a dream, like a really bad dream.